בשם השם נעשה ונצליח. Thank you everybody for joining us. We're back in business in the Mesilat Yesharim. And uh, we wanted to talk today about the amazing, amazing, essential, um, probably never in the history of mankind did we have access to so much pleasure. I was literally in Smart and Final the other day in the supermarket. There's like 50 different types of apples you could buy. But we have to use the blessings of God and not abuse it. So there's a stage when we're climbing this ladder to become angelic and godly. We have to be very careful that... Uh, We take care of our bodies. Our bodies are like our temple. And if you get too drunk or too Full. addicted to certain pleasures, then you can't be spiritual anymore. So, but on the other hand, we don't believe that we should be like Buddhists and totally abstain from getting married. So what's the proper balance? Today's class is talking about the proper balance. Like we say in Farsi, It says, There's a type of abstination. The art scroll translates perishut as to abstain. There's a type that is off limits. The Torah says, you know, you can't go off on a cliff. Which means... It's good. Like, for example, if somebody Shabbat doesn't enjoy good food, that's wrong, right? That's going overboard. Yeah. So he wants to go to explain that what's appropriate and what is not. So he says, because King Solomon even says, he says, Al Sadiq Harbe, which means sometimes balance is the name of the game, right? So even though we're t- telling you, hey, Abstain, don't get addicted to sugar or chocolate or soda or like smoking or, you know, where it stops your spiritual growth because you're too much into, you know, pleasure. But on the other hand, don't go to the opposite extreme where there's no pleasure in your life and there's no Shabbat and there's no fun and there's no, you know, enjoyment. No. Yeah. So what's the good, acceptable Oh, you kosher abstinence. That you're supposed to say, stop. This is too much. Yeah. The common denominator of the Mesrat Yesharim, and by golly, do I need to hear this lesson. This was one of the hardest weeks of my life. It says, you have to understand, every single day of your life, is an opportunity and a test to either become better or worse. Yeah. Which means, he, this is a common thread. That call, listen, the rich person has any sign whether you should become an ego snob and be cheap and not help the poor people. Or, He should be a giver rather than a taker. The poor person has his, um, what's his test? That he should complain, right? Because maybe 
Chasvashalom say, oh God, I don't, why, why did I deserve not to have any money? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the, the, the idea is very simply that so he says for sure, anything that you've seen bad is going to come out of it. If you don't abstain, that's you stay away from that, right? Like drugs or alcohol, right? The name of the game is to have self-control. Because he said something really changed my life. I had forgotten this part. It says... Holiness means to put, be able, right, right? If you have no self-control and no limits, you're not holy. Holy means abstinence. Abstinence is holiness. Holiness is what? Abstinence. There's synonyms of one another. You understand? Yeah. So, he says, So he says, for sure, Listen, I'm very sorry. But how do people do hanky-panky and God forbid like get into bed a married woman with a man? It's because they it, usually in the same mind when they're in a logical they, they, they either they get drunk like the sota. You know the sota. That's why a person becomes a nazar because the sota is the person so, so definitely any pleasure that's going to directly or indirectly lead to a sin like Alcoholic getting drunk, you should run away like from the, you're running away from fire. It says, For example, I'm sorry to tell you this. Let me give you the best example possible. And this example, the reason I love it is because it, it could apply to the most yeshivish person that's learning 12 hours a day in yeshiva or kolel, or the most simple Jew. I once gave a shir, it said, make Shabbat great again. So in my Rebbe, Rav Eliezer ben David, he was a student of the Chazonish. You know who the Chazonish was? I don't Chazonish was the architect of all the Torah in Israel. He was the one that told Ben-Gurion that, that the yeshiva boys not go to yeshiva. He was an amazing figure. So he was my, he was my Rebbe's Rav. And he, he says something very, very scary. He says, first of all, The um, Shabbat, people, he said, make a fundamental, people, Shabbat is the day that you should recharge your spiritual batteries. The Talmud Yushami says this. You know that? Yeah. The Talmud Yushami says the whole reason God gave us Shabbat is to do what? To take a rest. No, rest from work, but physically, spiritually recharging your batteries. Okay, uh, let's back up here. God says don't work. But what should you do? Play games the whole day? Shabbat in the summer is sometimes, if you go to a normal minion, it finishes 11.30. By the time it's afternoon, mincha, it's 7 o'clock. So what are you supposed to do in those 7, 8 hours? Or now, Friday nights. You learn. Exactly. You great again. You exactly. Yeah. So it says like this. Some people on Shabbat, Shabbat, we said it's good to enjoy. But is it good to eat so much children that your stomach pops? 
and then you don't learn, you sleep the whole Shabbat, you've missed the boat. That's what good preshut is. You understand? If by you indulging too much, for example, you know, sometimes when you get very heavy, you can't go to Minyan. You get stomach aches. You you can't learn properly. <coughs> Actually, talking about the Chazonish, he has a letter. You know what he writes? He says, you know what the mother of all sin is? The most Tameh. You know what Tameh in pure characteristics is? Is Taiva. What does that mean? Desiring, being over, being addicted to pleasure. You know, some people are addicted to alcohol. Do you know how destructive their life becomes? I had two family members. Their father was one of the most uh, prestigious doctors in Iran. They, they left their dad and went to Beverly High back in the 70s, even before the fall of the Shah. Their father was a millionaire. All of their money, because of gambling, gambling. That's another very dangerous thing. They basically caused the father and mother, that were two prominent, noble, prestigious people, to die of heartache. Because they saw their kids had become alcoholic gamblers. That's why we need pressure. You understand? Yeah. In life, you have to tell the Satan, there's a war going inside of you. And sometimes you got to say, enough is enough. Okay. I'm very sorry. We have some people in our community, they're moftchor. They go to a party, they eat ten times the amount they're supposed to, or they drink alcohol ten times. The next morning, can they go pray shachari? And then they miss Shema Yisrael. You have to say Shema Yisrael when? By the first... Three hours of the day. You have to pray what? I'm telling you, I had a student who used to study Torah with me every week, two, three times a week. So I told him, why don't you come to Kenny? So remember our Sunday morning minyan? You know what he told me? He said, Rabbi, and this guy was Orthodox too. I mean, he was becoming close to Bichuba. Rabbi, I get up 2, uh, 2 p.m. On... I said, what? You get up 2 p.m. on Sundays? How could you do that? You know? He says, all my friends do it. I mean, and the guy was like, not a stupid guy. He was a businessman. He was already in his 20s. I mean, I mean, I hope he did tshuva, but what I'm trying to tell you guys is that um, going to sleep late, being addicted to movies. I mean, movies is for the Greeks. Anyways, that's the whole fight of Hanukkah was over. Right, remember? But he says that uh, basically speaking... You know, the most dangerous of probably earthly pleasures that causes the most sins is like drinking alcohol. Because it brings to going against the Ten Commandments, which is adultery, right? He says also, if you're always addicted to have like the most fancy steak and kebab, if you don't have that, then you can't function, then you can't learn. Or let me give you an example. The Ben Ishchai brings halacha. Sometimes he says, you know, some, you, do, you, do you know what the most important blessing is we have to say every day? Birkat Hamazon. If wow. you have at least 27 grams of bread, you have to say... Why is it the most important? Because it's the only one from the Torah. All the other blessings are rabbinic. This one it says, But the Ben Ishchai brings... Here's a good example of pre-shoot. 
if you're eating more than you need to, then are you going to be able to say Birkat Amazon? I'm telling you, it says whoever says Birkat Amazon with the proper intention, you know what his reward is? He's never going to have a financial problem in his life. The Sefer HaChinuch says that. And not only that, it brings hundreds of blessings. I'm telling you, there was a Rebbe, anytime his Chassidim, you know, there was a Rebbe, anytime his Chassidim used to come to him with a problem, the first thing to tell him is, your Katamazun should take at least five minutes. But what causes you, if you eat so much, you're like, oh, your stomach is popping, can you say it with the proper intention? No. So he says, and also, why do you think a lot of the people um, do armed robbery? Because they're addicted to drugs, so then they don't have money to afford their marijuana and drugs, then they go, what? Steal from people. See how, do you see how important Prishud is? What's the source of the problem? The stealing, really the guy's not a thief or a mugger or a thug, but since he got addicted to earthly pleasures, drugs, or alcohol, or whatever... Caused his brain to do it. Now, his brain can't function without it. So what does he do? He, he goes ahead and he... He, um, he, he goes ahead and he, um, he, he, he steals people. In life, if you want to be smart, you always have to go to the root of the problem. The root of this guy's problem is not that he's addicted to stealing. That's just the symptom. The root of the problem is what? His addiction to earthly pleasures, whether it's drug or alcohol, right? And so he says, and then, and then, then they take him, they sue him, they take him to bed in the Jewish court, and then he swells falsely to God. Because he doesn't want to get thrown in jail for stealing. So he's breaking the whole Ten Commandments. He's sleeping with married women. He's, where did this start from? From an innocent overindulgence. Um, from not abstaining. Do you see how important it is to have self-control in life? It's scary. It makes, if you really think Very about scary. it, it should make you tremble. So he says, that and and for sure it will take you away from serving God and praying and learning enough Torah. He says you would have saved yourself from all these headaches and all these spiritual disasters if what you would have been balanced and not overindulgence and abstaining, self control, and saying hey. I'm not going to become addicted to drugs. I'm not going to be addicted to, you know, gambling. Listen, l'chaim is good. But do you know we have people in our community that hit their wives? We have people in our community that hit their wives. Because guess what? Don't think it's such a mitzvah to give a little kid... Um, you know they're honoring my dad in the Neri Swap banquet this year. You know about that, right? And one of the things he hated most was alcohol because he used to own a liquor store when he had to when he first moved here. He he um, he. Uh, you know it's scary. Do you know 
addiction, whether it is to alcohol, to drugs, it, it, it makes me, me cry inside because I know cases. You know, when a guy is an alcoholic, do you know the FBI, when I was becoming a rabbi, the FBI had sent young Israel a thing, they had asked the clergy to report domestic abuse. They wanted the rabbis to tell the police if the husbands were beating up their wives. Because, do you know, uh, on Monday night's football, a lot of times when the, the guy drinks 50 beers, and when his team loses, he beats it off his wife. It happens hundreds of thousands of times. So what's the source of this guy's wife getting beat up? And if you think Jewish people don't beat up their wives, it's sad. But if the guy would have self-control and not become an alcoholic, then he would have shalom bayit. Because there's only, people are not rocks. So sooner or later, this wife is going to get divorced, and the whole family is going to get broken up. Broken up. Why? You see what the Chazanish writes, the mother of all, one of the most dangerous and impure, Avi Avot the father of all impurities, is uh, overindulgence, Taiva, getting drowned. Like the Greeks, you know? The Greeks, that was the whole fight of Hanukkah. They got drowned in what? Pleasure. They took it overboard. We Jews are the perfect balance. We enjoy Shabbat, we enjoy beautiful bar mitzvahs, beautiful weddings. But no, some innocent overindulgence could lead to catastrophe, you know, catastrophic results. And what he's trying to say here is um, the King Zan Amubayn Yan One of the most favorite, uh, famous cases in the Torah is called Ben Sorer Amore, the rebellious son. So the, he ends up, they ended up, he eat the. Innocently enough, he's eating too much meat and wine, and then the parents bring him to the Grand Supreme Court. He doesn't listen, and they, they stone him, even though he's a minor. Why? Because it says, Shemisof Megamer. The Torah predicts the, the final result. Somebody that even from a young age has no self-control, he's going to end up being a gangster. So it's better for him to die young, rather than become a mafia boss and a gang and rob and steal and kill people. Because in order, once you get addicted to alcohol or drugs, you're willing to do that. You know? You should know. It's impossible for people to sleep with married women, married women with, 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 to commit adultery. Because they're shaming their family, their parents, the whole thing. No, no, no Jewish woman or any woman would do that in their right mind. What's the, what's the thing that takes down the shame and their state of mind? Alcohol. And that's why the Nazir is the person that witnessed this and he says, no way, I never want to get to that. He says, I want to give you one of the best ways to overcome the Satan. You know what it is? He says, once you get addicted to a sin, it's very hard to pull back. Let's say, God forbid, I'll give you a very good example. I use, you know, I was 20 years in Kiruv dealing with people. 
if God forbid somebody gets into a relationship with a non-Jewish girlfriend, is it easy for them to just one day very hard. to turn off? It's very hard. So he says, Ki az ye kasher He says, Prishut, what we're learning in Mishra Yisharim, he's saying, keep, keep it this. He says, one of the best ways of overcoming the Yitzhahara is if you're far away from the sin, stay far away. Because every step you get closer to the sin, it's kind of like once you inject the drug, you may, your body, your DNA may get addicted to it. Is it easy to just, do you know people that smoke, is it easy for them to, I want, I want this is exactly what the Nisat Yishayim, the Ramchal is saying. Is it easier to just the first time not smoke? Or to smoke, get addicted, and then try to stop smoking. Which one is easier? It's easier to not do it at all. That's that's how we have to fight the Yisrahara. Don't get into his trap if the first time. If you're far, say, thank you. I'll stay. I'm running the other way. Because the second I come a few steps close to you, you may grab me, bring you into your trap. And once you're in his trap, God knows if you're ever going to you know, it's the thing that people always tell me. Rabbi, I'll do tshuva one day. Is it easy to do tshuva and break out of the prison? Once you're in the Satan's prison, you know. It's very hard to leave. So that's that's a very golden rule that Ms. Latin is telling us. And that's what Trishud is. So he's like, I said this last time in Shur, the Kohanas were laughing. Like even... Even sleeping with your wife is always okay, but if a person overindulges sexually with his wife, then he's going to have a broken back. Is he going to go to yeshiva? So that's why Ezra Sofer saw that. He said, no, every time you do it, you have to go mikveh. So by the time they go into the cold mikveh and this and that, they'll say, okay, everybody's going to find out that it's a whole hassle to go to the mikveh, right? Because not everybody had a mikveh in his house. So they say, okay, you know that Mishnah Bura says halacha paskins that you should do it twice a week with your wife. But more than that, okay, if the guy got, uh, you know, enticed or is in a, whatever, we don't want to get, get into that, but it's saying that, you know, once a person gets even sexually addicted, then he could um, lead to other types of sin. And it's not good. That's why it says in the Gemara, ever katan, there's a small, um, arbrismila, it's a, it's a small, it's one of the smallest body parts. If you keep it hungry, then it'll stay satiated. But if anything it wants, you give it to it, like the people that are addicted, that's gonna be another class we're gonna give tonight. The people that are addicted to, um, looking at, uh, dirty stuff, right? Is it easy for them to stop? So it's saying, the more you, you keep it hungry, you understand what I'm saying? Then it stays satisfied. But if you allow every single Yitzhahara you have when, in the sexual realm, to you fulfill its every desire, do you think it's going to become satiated? No. It's going to become what? More hungry. So today we learned... Really, we demonstrated that this pre-shoot is not some extra credit. 
It is literally life-saving, these lessons of the Mesilat Yesharim. May Hashem save us from the Satan, help us to be always on the path of light and godliness. Amen.